Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. This week on Wealth Made Simple, um, I'm going to talk about starting a property business or starting a business in general and sort of things that, you know, in line with the show, talking about, you know, wealth, property, development, business, entrepreneurship, um, talk, talking about where to go from the start. Because a lot of the time we talk about these big property or big business ideas and they're not beginner necessarily beginner friendly some some of them are but um in general it's not always beginner friendly so this week we are going to do beginner friendly on wealth made simple um as always um anything i say is just my own opinion it's just uh from what i've learned my experiences none of it is investment advice financial advice or any advice of that nature i'm not authorized or qualified to to do anything like that so if you disagree with me feel free get in touch tell me you disagree with me um or if you agree with me feel free to get in touch but in general like i say it's all just my opinion so if you want any actual advice on any of the subjects that we that i cover um go and seek them out from someone who is authorized to do so and without further ado on Wealth Made Simple, getting started in business. Um, a lot of people have a lot of good business ideas and you know, throughout their life they'll have a couple of good business ideas, but they won't necessarily put them into practice. They won't put them into play. 101 reasons. They can be you know, analysis, paralysis, you know, procrastination station. You know, get, I, I, could do, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, and suddenly overwhelm and then you do nothing um and other people go oh that's a really good business that would be a really good idea i'm not qualified i'm not i'm not educated i'm not and the self-doubt kicks in and they do nothing and again yeah and other people come up with some ideas and just plain don't want to getting into business and starting a business being an entrepreneur is a lot of work it's not Every, every, everyone likes to think that and you know reference the overnight successes, and I say overnight successes in inverted commas because um, no one is an overnight success. They're all twenty-year successes, thirty-year successes, or even longer. Um, people don't just become successful overnight, short of you know doing something like winning the lottery. If you play the lottery, um, I don't. I I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I was going to. Um, but I do not play the lottery, and but I know a lot of people that do, and their chances of winning are very, very low. But you know, if they win, they'll be considered an overnight success. Um, but that's about the only way I can think of where you will be wildly wealthy and successful in a single night. Other than that, it's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of strategizing, a lot of planning, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of steps, stepping forward on the road. Um, the first thing to do 
is decide you want to start. Just just decide you want to start. And that sounds really, really obvious. And, you know, I'm sure you're at home going, well, of course you need to start. Everything's got to start somewhere. And, yeah, it does. But a lot, a lot of people never decide to start. They talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and never actually do anything. They never actively go out and start something. So that, that would be the first thing I would say in, you know, whether it's in property or whether it's in any other business sector, decide to start. Once you've decided to start and you can start taking action, you know, define your goals, define what strategies you're looking to to utilize, you know, before diving in, clarify what goals and what objectives you have. What do you want to achieve out of this? Because getting into business, it's got to be, in my opinion, it's got to be something you love. It's got to be something you're going to enjoy doing because you're going to be at this a long time. You can't just do it and hope for the best and you can't just go into it with your eyes half closed and a little bit wishy-washy um, without any form of idea of where you want it to end up or how much you're going to enjoy doing it. Because there are 101 ways of making money out there. But I only really like three or four of them, I'll be honest. And some of the, some of the things that I study, I look into, I learn are not necessarily about my commitment. They're great for my soul. They're great for my learning. They're great for my education. Um, but I have no interest in monetizing them. And, you know, in, in today's day and age, in today's world, everything has the potential to be monetized. I do truly believe that. Um, but not everything should be monetized. Not everything that I do, I want to monetize. You know, I like watching, you know, a lot of content on various streaming platforms and some of that, some of that I could use those learnings to monetize something. And uh, I'd, I'd rather just do that as a hobby. And that's a choice, but it's a, it's a educated, informed choice. It's an informed decision. I know that I could monetize whatever it is that I'm learning, that I'm watching, that I'm taking information from and put it to use somewhere else or involve it in something else or collaborate with. But I'm choosing not to. So that is a choice um, because I've got my clearly defined goals and strategies about where I want my life to lead, how I want to do it, how I want to structure it. Um, so... That, that's what I mean by define your goals and your strategy. Something that aligns with you as a person that you can wake up and go to day in, day out. Um, not necessarily just a job that you go to because you need money. Something that you can enjoy doing. Once you've, once you've defined your goal, you know, define what strategy you're going to use to get there. So... Depending on which business you go into, it will depend on which strategy you choose. If you're going into property, then, you know, and I'm sure this is true of other businesses, but since I'm not as well versed in other businesses, I'm going to talk about property. If I decide that I'm going to go into property, that is my strategy. Okay, now let's dive one level deeper. Which strategy, which property strategy am I now going to use? Because um, obviously... You've got buy-to-lets, buy-to-rent, rent-to-rent, 
deal sourcing, commercial conversions, you know, lease option agreement. That there are a lot of different property investment, property business strategies that have the potential to be implemented. So, you know, dig deep when you're doing this first first thought about what it is and where you want to go. Because the deeper you the deeper you do this first initial bit, the more refined you get, the more niche you get, the easier it is to follow that path because you lose all the other noise around you. Um so once you once you've made that decision, you've just defined your goals, defined what your life wants to look like. It's almost like starting at the end before you get to the beginning. I know. I know I'm aware of how that sounded, but it's true. Think about where you want to be. And then, then we'll work out how we're going to get you there. Um, and now you've got your goals, you've got your strategy, you know which sector you want to be in, you know which strategy you want to be utilizing. Um, and then conduct research on that. Do your research, do your due diligence. Um, we say this all the time, but understand the local market that that you are getting into, understanding where it is. From you, are you entering a global market? Are you entering a niche market that's very local and um, situational? Are you entering a market that is more um, yearly based? You know, uh, in in Peterborough, there's a Christmas shop that pops up around Christmas. Shocking, I know, um, but that's a very niche time of year. You don't you don't go out looking to buy Easter eggs. In, well, I mean, you might, but in general, people don't go out looking to buy large amounts of chocolate for Easter in September. They wait until Easter, things like that. Um, so th this is where doing thorough research really, really will pay dividends because it will give you more of an understanding and a deeper, deeper niche knowledge of what it is you're getting into. Um, so it'll also tell you what for, to a degree, what's going to work and what's not going to work because very, very few of us, and I include myself in this, are ever going to start a business, do a business, run a business, own a business, profit from a business, employ people for a business that hasn't been done before. Let that sink in for a second. Everything you are planning on doing, everywhere you want to go, everywhere, every goal you want to achieve, I can almost guarantee, I say almost because, you know, nothing's, nothing's definitive, but 99.9% .9 sure that somebody will have done it before. This will not be the first time. And if it's not the first time, why do all the heavy lifting yourself? This is, this is where research really, really does pay dividends because you can then look at company. I was going to say company X, but I guess that's Twitter now. So we won't use that as an example. Um, but company A, B, C, D, E, whichever other letter of the alphabet you want to use, generic company number 1,204. Um, <laughs> if you look at that company, see what they're doing see what their marketing is, see what their um, sites like Glassdoor, see what they like to work for, see what, um, 
what their website's like, what their email chain's like. Yeah, Sign up to their newsletter, see, see, see what comes through. That will give you a good indication, go on company's house, etc., things like that. That will give you a good indication as to what you should be doing to make your version of in that industry, your company in that same industry, successful. And what not to do. And, you know, go to places like YouTube. YouTube has more knowledge on it than most universities. Not all of that knowledge is accurate. Um, most university knowledge that is taught is accurate. So, you know, take things with a pinch of salt. Understand where they're coming from. Make sure that you are getting, um, getting through to the right information rather than the wrong information. Um, but once you've got that information, you're going into what it is you want to do with your eyes wide open. You know what the potential risks are. You know what the potential flaws are. So now you've done your thorough market research, you can now create, and this is where we're starting to actually do something physical, something proactive, and that's create your business plan. And like I said earlier, all these sorts of things are things that need to be done in depth and as detailed as you can to begin with, because things will change as you go along. I promise you they will. But the more detail you have to begin with, the more you can rely on that later on. So do your words. I'm, 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 I'm doing good with the words this evening. Um, yeah, create your business plan. Um, develop a comprehensive business plan that outlines your objectives, your financial projections, your marketing strategies, your operational processes, and your roadmap for the next year, six months, 12 months, 24 months, two years, three years, five years, 10 years. Because then you'll have that roadmap to fall back on later on. And it will serve as a valuable... If you do all of this up front... You're not going to be chasing your tail. You're not going to be running around trying to build processes later on. And um, as Shaz has said previously, you know, the process of building processes into your businesses is a lot easier if you start with them. And processes are so important because then your business is process-driven rather than person-driven, which makes exiting it. We did a whole episode on exit planning. Um, makes ex exiting a lot easier because without you, your business is still something. There is still something to sell. There's you know, the processes and the way you do conduct business, the way you operate. All of that can be systematized and processized. And so it's therefore sellable. So now you've got your business plan done. Uh... And come, hi Trija on Twitch. Um, I can interact with the chat right now. It it will absolutely fit with whatever topic I'm talking about because the chat is live, and I will always come back to you. Thank you for getting in touch. It's good to ha know that I've got at least one listener. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, going back to starting the business. Um, once you've created your business plan, you now know your financials. Key, key point here, you, you know how much you need to get started. You know how much you need to 
continue, you know how much the upfront costs are. You know what the costs are going to be to develop further. You, Because you've got that now six-month plan, one-year plan, two, three, so on. Suddenly, all of these other, other things that you're going to have to do, you know, whether you like it or not, these are the things you have to do to start a business, are so much easier because part of it is already done. So you, you've done the heavy lifting. Now, 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 now comes, I say the easy bit. Nothing's ever that easy, but... So now you can look at how much funding you need. Do you need to go to a bank and get startup capital? Do you need to go to you know, friends, joint venture partners, whatever, to get whatever capital do you need? Or do you have savings? Or is that first section up to developing your business plan all going to be done on the assumption that you look at that and you go, okay, I now need this amount to get started. Excellent. Time to start saving. It all it gives you a good place and a good position to start from. Um, so, so now let's assume that you've started, you you've got enough money to start your business. Everything's going well. You've taken off. Now's the time to, you know, when you're looking at all of these sorts of things, start building a reliable team around you. The people that have a similar vision to you, think people that you think you can work with, think people that are going to be on your team, that are going to be part of your team, that are going to be associated with your business, with your company, things like that. Selecting people with the right competencies, the you know, people who are good at the things you're not so good at. Because, you know, be, be self-critical, be self-analytical. Uh, you're not good at everything. I mean, you might be. I might be judging you harshly. If I am, I'm sorry. If you're good at everything, I take it all back. Uh, there are those people out there. But I've yet to meet someone who is really, really good at absolutely everything. That's just my experience. Um, I know I'm not good at everything. But the things I am good at, I am very good at. At least I like to think so. Um, I'm probably not as good as I think I am, but hey-ho. Um, absolutely. Having the... Well, starting a business is way better when you have the people around that can help you. They motivate you and keep you going. Absolutely true. So, so true. And that's the other thing. Going solo is hard work. It's far easier to get up in the morning and go somewhere knowing that you've got to be, go somewhere to be with someone to do that thing rather than to go somewhere and push yourself alone and then do it alone. Alone is not fun. Alone is never fun. I mean, if that's if that's the way you want to do it, again, not judging. But it's far easier having the right people around you, having the people that can do the things you don't want to do. I'm not very good with. I say I'm not very. Eh. I'm not an accountant. I'm not good with accountancy style spreadsheets. I'm not. That's that's not my forte. Shaz, on the other hand, well, that's his bread and butter. So yeah, why why would why would I do that stuff where when I, I have Shaz right next to me in the office. That just that just why? I don't I don't need to. I've got a good colleague, a good mentor, a good leader next to me who can push me to do my stuff better, who can push me to improve at my stuff and do the stuff that I'm good at better and leave him to do the stuff that he's good at better. Cause yeah, Shaz for all his great qualities isn't good at everything. You know, so some of the stuff that I'm good at that he's not so good at, 
he leaves to me and he just lets me lets me do it because he trusts that I'm good at it because we create a good team together. And that's what I mean by building a reliable team around you. And you can start that before you start your business, before you start looking at money. You can you know who's who's good around you because these are the people that you will talk with about starting your business. They these are the people that will engage with you about starting a business. These are the people that want you to succeed. Um and you'll know who they are very, very quickly. So once you've built your reliable team, um, choose the right property. If you're going into property, sorry, caveat, um, choose the right properties that align with your strategy. So, And that's true if you want to extrapolate that out into business in general. Choose the right things that you need to buy for the business that align with the strategy that you are doing for the business. Um, if you're selling a service, make sure that you've got your service on point. Um, sorry, I'm, I can't talk and read at the same time. I'm sorry, Atreja. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. There is no such thing as being perfect at something. Um, I'm always striving to improve at everything that I do. Um, sometimes I succeed, sometimes I fail. Sometimes I do look back and go, and you thought you were good at that? Wow, 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 ooh. This is awkward. You said you were good two years ago. Um, got news for you. The world's moved on. You're not as good as you thought you were. Um, but I can be self-critical, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, once you've chosen, if you're selling a service, the right service, the right marketing, choose, choose the right strategies to get your product from point A to point B to the customer. Um, and that leads us nicely on to the, the next stage, which is develop your marketing strategy. Uh, in my opinion, most businesses live and die on their marketing. And let me explain that a little bit further because some people go, no, I've got a really good product. Yeah. But if you've got a really good product and nobody hears about it, have you got a product at all? Because it's not something because nobody knows it exists. If you saturate the market and all anyone ever sees is your your thing, your product, and they get annoyed with you, then they're not going to buy your product on principle because, oh, this guy's everywhere. I, I, I want to. So there is a balance between not being known and being known too well um, until you get into you know the likes of mega mega, mega corporation size businesses where. You are a household name, but you do less marketing. Because you're a household name, you can do less marketing. Um, and then, so decide on your marketing strategy. Are you email marketing? Are you adverts on YouTube? Are you adverts on Google? Are you just going to try organic to begin with? Are you going to advertise on the social media platforms? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, any of the above. Uh, X. Sorry, not Twitter, X. Um, see, see what works. And I would I'd, I would say try everything. Try everything for a little bit. And don't just try it like a flash in the pan. You know, oh, I tried that once. It didn't work. Well, try it. Actually give it a try, you know. Look at the data, the analytics. Understand what it is. Learn what it is you need to look at. What the... If we're going to talk, you know, 
email marketing campaigns, for example, what the open rate is, what the read rate is, what the return rate is, what the response rate is. All of these things can feed you data so you can then tweak, alter, change until you find something that works or you go, okay, that's that that's working. We can put that in the process file now and that is the process we do for that. Let's, let's, let's systemize that. Now let's work on video advertising, TV advertising, you know, social media advertising, direct mail campaigns, yeah, any any of those sorts of things. And that will give you, you know, a good insight into starting your business well and then just focus on not just your business side of it. How are you going to be with customers? How is your customer service going to be? And I would say customers should always come first. You know, they are they are the lifeblood courtesy of the marketing team and they will bring and that will bring it all together so you've got something to work with from the start it's not going to be easy it's going to take a long time but in general it can be super rewarding and it can mean that you can go into and do exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life thanks for listening to wealth made simple You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.